All right, welcome back to the second hour of Green Rush Live. Again, our regularly scheduled, really live business of cannabis talk show that we do every Friday afternoon here on the Pro Cannabis Media Network that you know is available on most social media platforms and also now on demand on the ProCannabisMedia.com website. I'm proud of that since I'm the founder of Pro Cannabis Media. I'm Jimmy Young, and I'm going to welcome in a friend of mine, someone I've known now for five full years. When I walked into NECAN in March of 2018, the funny thing is I met I met Deirdre Ravito from Rev Clinics that day. I met a lot of Stu Zakem, who ended up being my first ever interview on In the Weeds. And I maintain these friendships that I've developed over five years, and it's very, very important to me to keep it all going. So Dr. Marion McNabb, thank you again for joining us. And uh, again, congratulations on just surviving five years, right? <laughs> Same to you, Jimmy. Same to you. And thank you so much. It's been an interesting five years. And, um, you know, it's been really exciting. It was um, to watch your growth and to watch the growth of the show and um, to pump out so many research studies over the last five years. I think I feel like I'm swimming in data about cannabis. And, um, so it's been a really, really wild ride and a good one at that. So Absolutely. And you mentioned research and talk a little bit about the Center for Excellence that you have um, and how that has grown and some of the different uh, gigs that you've gotten over the last couple of years too. Yeah, thanks. So um, yeah, it's an honor to be here today. Um, so I am the president of the Cannabis Center of Excellence. It's a 501c3 nonprofit organization that was a dream five years ago. So when Jimmy and I met, um, at the time I um, was working uh, with a colleague, Randy McCaffrey, and a company called Cannabis Community Care and Research Network, or C3RN. And we applied to the Boston University uh ancillary cannabis business startup competition. It was the first competition. Um, it's now in its fifth year. Um, and it was uh, hosted by Green Lion Partners and Boston University Questrom School of Business. Uh, we pitched to, uh, the vision was to create a virtual cannabis center of excellence, which is what I now run. Uh, so that's what happened over five years, which is great. Um, at the time of winning that award in the vision, we uh, started off by um, doing educational events, which Jimmy went to, I'm sure, a few, many of the events that I worked on over the last couple of years, um, and started uh, doing events around cannabis research, education, um, trying to elevate the conversation to think about how do we bring in academia, how do we link uh, policymakers, um, how do we engage the industry, consumers, and patients around important topics uh, around health and wellness and, uh, you know, uh, righting the wrongs of the drug war, um, addressing key topics in our, um, that we were facing that, that cannabis interacts with. Started a, um, uh, a partnership at that, right at that same year with UMass Dartmouth um, and a colleague from uh, the Charlton College of Business at UMass Dartmouth reached out and we formed what is now an ongoing almost five-year running partnership um, with the Cannabis Center of Excellence and UMass Dartmouth and their institutional review board. So we started in 2018 with our first research study together, which was a consumer and a patient uh, uh, research study. So asking cannabis consumers and patients, why do you consume cannabis? How is it helping you? What side effects do you have? Uh, what health conditions are you facing? Um, uh, where do you find your information about cannabis? Um, that those kind, what are your knowledge levels, et cetera, around cannabis barriers and facilitators? At the start of that study, kind of 
blossomed into what has now been seven different research studies that we've conducted together. Um, and uh, second one that we worked on was really focused on veterans and um, a leading veteran, Stephen Mandile, saw the first results of the study um, that I conducted in 2019 with UMass and said, you know, this might be really applicable to the veteran population. So we ran an entire research study in 2019 um, that was called the Veterans Health and Medical Cannabis Study. And that was a really transformative research study. I'm preparing the peer-reviewed manuscript for publication. We've actually received feedback. It's already in process. So the it'll be published out um, in the peer-reviewed literature, but we also really worked to get that data and information out to the community. Um, so we did several events in Massachusetts that released the results. And then we also um, use that data and policy work. Um, and so there's a couple bills that have been in the state house over the last few years, really trying to advance access for veterans based on those research findings. And what I've been up to most recently, Jimmy, which we haven't really caught very much up on is based on those results from the 2019 veteran study, two key findings. One, well, well there's lots of key findings, but one of the major ones was that veterans reported using medical cannabis as a harm reduction alternative for reducing alcohol use, tobacco use, even unwanted medication and opioid use. They reported a greater quality of life as a result of using uh, cannabis, um, <clears throat> a greater um, you know, ability to manage their diseases and symptoms that they were facing. And um, with that, we also asked these veterans, well, you're finding so much relief in, in this how much is it costing you and uh, what are your big barriers? And the number top three barriers um, were related to cost to maintain a consistent medical supply, uh, cost to afford a regular annual renewal of a medical card. Mind you, these are majority disabled veterans and some on fixed income and cannabis isn't covered by health insurance. So while they were choosing to use cannabis to reduce unwanted medication that's covered um, by their health insurance, they're spending hundreds of dollars a month <clears throat> that's not reimbursable on something that they're finding more value for. So those results uh, really fed into the development of a new research study that we launched six months ago uh, or last year, um, late last year called I Count for Veterans. And I Count for Veterans is a platform designed to bring cannabis and ancillary brands together with veterans to conduct future studies, educational programs, offer discounts or offer donations of products to, to veterans. Um, it's a new study that is approved by the UMass Dartmouth IRB again. Um, and how it works is a veteran signs up in I Count for Veterans, they, take, they complete an intake survey. So they sign up at the Cannabis Center of Excellence, they take an intake survey. And then they can participate in any of the studies that we bring on or the partnerships that we bring on. Um, and our first partnership was Gibby's Garden. So you know uh, Kim Gibson, right, Jimmy? Yes. Yeah. So she, um, you know, reached out and decided that she was, you know, very committed to supporting veterans access. So we created a study bundle of cannabis um, where it was eights, uh, pre-rolls and tincture, two eights, pre-rolls and tincture. Uh, retailed out to veterans at a steeply uh, reduced study pricing um, so that veterans could then report on its outcomes. Um, so we tested and trialed that out. We had a couple of other veterans participate and we're um, taking some of those lessons learned to scale that back up this year. Um, but it's since then, other cultivators such as um, uh, Good Chemistry signed on. And so we have a pre-roll pack for veterans. 
Um, it's optional whether or not the veteran wants to report um, on its impact on their health using a mobile app or a piece of paper. If for an older veteran who's not comfortable with cannabis, they can anonymously put the paper back in the dispensary. Um, and we'll take that as data collection. Right. Um, so in your spare time, <laughs> no, seriously. And actually, you know, one of the reasons why I reached out to you this week, I, we haven't touched on it yet. And I, and I do want to get to the undo product in a moment. But I do want you to talk about the loss of Raphael Meshulam this week, because as a scientist and as a researcher, he was the man. And I know, um, tell us what he meant to you personally and to the industry. Yeah, he was a true leader and rest in power, um, Raphael Meshulam. Um, he was a, a basically the scientific, uh, you know, sort of leader in the industry and has been for decades around discovery, around cannabis and the cannabis plant. So it, his work means a lot to my work. Um, he is a fundamental uh, researcher, sound, uh, scientist um, that really has broken the barriers around what we know about cannabis and, and what potential is to know. Um, I was really grateful to visit Israel last year and uh, Canex and at a conference that Raphael Meshulam was uh, unfortunately unable to be at in person, but presented virtually. Um, and it was uh, so I never actually got to meet him in person, um, but very much just even being in Israel and being in the environment and a conference that he helped curate um, and being able to present my findings there was an honor and a very true honor that my name was attached on a conference that he was associated with. Um, so rest in power. And I know that he has led the foundational way for a lot of the science that we're all building off of now. And um, I really mourn his loss and yeah. We all do. And I'm glad that we are able to, to bring a little bit more attention to his work too, because a lot of times it was anonymous. And I think a lot of you researchers and scientists don't get the acclamation that perhaps you should beyond your own peer acclamation. So um, it's why I love having you on this show. Tell us a little bit about the product because undo, tell us how it all started, what it's about. I mean, I have an idea you've told me, um, but share both with Josh and Doug. And then I know that they're going to have questions for you about this product. Go ahead. Yeah, awesome. And so this is the third research study on the iCount for Veterans platform. <laughs> um, so Undo is a, a product and a group that I've been working with for about a year and a half. Um, so Undo is a product that has been developed and patented uh, over, the, well, it's been developed over the last decade and patented um, in the last uh, five years. And I'm uh, really excited. So I'm pulling out the study packet right now here for you. Uh, excited that we launched a research study with 500 veterans and undo uh, late last year, and we're about halfway through our recruitment process. So what the product does, it helps you mitigate your THC experience. So by way of background, um, you know, uh, there's three different use cases for undo. Uh, and as a public health professional and researcher, I really geek out about this product because I think it's really very beneficial for the industry to have a safety net and also to have uh, and very beneficial for the consumer to have a, a safety net. So the three use cases, it's a natural ingredient called Olivetol. They're soft gel capsules 
Um, and it's all natural. And the first use case is if you overconsume cannabis and you want to return to mental clarity, you're not feeling comfortable. Maybe somebody gave you a 50 milligram edible and you thought it was five. You can take undue rescue and within 10 to 20 minutes, you'll return to mental clarity. I've seen it in my, I've seen it happen in front of my face. It's happened. I've experienced it. Um, and we have testimonial videos. It is a swift, uh, it works very swiftly and, and, uh, very effectively. Um, it removes the psychological high, but still allows, uh, to retain the, uh, uh, influence of the cannabis on your body. And in that way, it works to help reduce your THC tolerance while still being able to consume cannabis. This is essential for a medical patient and somebody who, like, say, a veteran who's really dialed in their regimen and they know what to take and they need to take it every day, yet their tolerance is achieving high levels so they can't achieve the same clinical or therapeutic benefits with the same amounts, right? So by being able to lower your tolerance, and this works over five days, uh, you take two soft gels a day with plenty of water. Got to take it with 12 to 16 ounces of water over five days, and you'll notice your tolerance reduce. Um, I've had veterans report up to half. Uh, just right before getting on this phone call, um, we I was on the a call. We're, we're doing a, a comedy fundraiser for I Count for Veterans. So I'll give that a, a quick plug. But one of the guys in May, and May 20th, so anybody wants to join in, but one of the guys I'm working with uh, took, I gave him, the THC tolerance reset. Um, he definitely took it. And I just had a report out after that. He, um, felt like he was smoking like high school high again. Like he was, um, very, very, uh, one of his first times consuming cannabis. So it really worked for him. <laughs> um, and that's just even one testimonials. Um, so the third use case is, uh, refresh. So say you consume um, cannabis the night before you wake up and you have a little bit of brain fog or, um, you know, need to have a return to mental clarity. I call it leftover, not a hangover. Go. I'm leftover. The leftover. This works. <laughs> you take it within 20 minutes and refresh, return to mental clarity. Some of the preliminary results we're finding is also increased motivation, increased attention, concentration, um, using it. Um, and so that's great. That's an amazing side effect. If we can, you know, help people feel more mentally clear when they want to, and when they, you know, and help people have a better ability to consume their medicine or consume recreationally and feel more comfortable. It's awesome. I think for the other, you know, really great, uh, user base. So we're studying this with veterans, but I mean, obviously, this, this works with people uh, and our endocannabinoid systems. It really works to interact with our CB1 uh, receptors. Um, and that's how it can mitigate the THC experience. But anybody who's a new consumer of cannabis, a novice or wants to, you know, wants to try, but a little bit, you know, cure, like I'm anxious. Like what if I want to do a, a edible dinner, but what if it makes me feel bad? Well, having something like this would get that person over the hump to feel a little bit more confidence and even try cannabis, um, or if they've had a bad experience in the past, you know, um, through counseling, maybe again, and have this as your safety net. Um, you know, so I'm really excited about it. There's, um, you know, the preliminary results are coming out presented a few at NECAN and I'll be, um, you know, publishing, uh, another video cause I didn't record the NECAN uh, data presentation, but, 
we'll be um, developing one really soon. I can, I, I know a good vi video production house that'll work with you. Just saying, um, <laughs> yeah, me. Okay, uh, Josh, Josh, and Doug. I, I, Doug, I think you're dying to ask her some questions. So go ahead. I, I would have to imagine this product would be great for hospitals, considering like um, we have we see a lot of people exactly what you're saying. They they don't really know the amount to eat edible wise. You don't really see it as much with smoking, but the edibles. And uh, I would have to imagine, but I was going to ask you, is it something that like a, a kid could take? Like um, I work with a lot of children that go through chemo and obviously you, ha you don't want to make anything psychoactive, but some of the kids, they really have uh, a lot of effects with the chemo. So you want to introduce THC, but then they start to actually feel it and feel a little funny. Is this a product that would actually help that for ch like kids? Yeah. So I, 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 um, it works with our endocannabinoid system. So it would work in children. I don't have, we are not, we are studying the adult population and mm -hmm. been focused on that, but you make an extraordinarily important point. Um, and our, and I, we've limited our study to be adults and of just because of also ethical research, um, when working with younger populations, mm -hmm. wanting to really make sure you protect those younger populations. So all of our studies right now are, um, you know, above the age of 21. Um, but um, I, I think you make it an extraordinarily important point. And um, I will get back to you on what on what the thinking is from the founder um, around that, um, because it is very important. So yeah. and I would assume I it would be so, but I would rather hear from him and, and he and hear what his experience has been, because yeah. we've been really squarely focused. I'm, I'm but, sure first responders, are, uh, especially the emergency personnel, because we all know, and Josh, I, I guarantee it happened in Washington. It, there were increases in emergency room visits in legal states immediately because people weren't sure about the dosing. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, not only that, but um, also at uh, the vets. So, you know, I have puppies that are three years old. And um, in my garage, I had shatter from a couple of years ago. I don't buy it anymore because it shatters everywhere. <laughs> Uh, they found it though. They found it on the ground. They licked it and they got really, really stoned. Yeah. And so uh, my understanding is as puppies, um, they could have seizures. So I was like, okay, let's go bring them into the vet, even though I'm paying $750 per dog to have them play Bob Marley and feed them Doritos is better than the possibility that they could have a seizure. So in addition to, you know, Doug's comment about hospitals, I'm thinking veterinarians, can you infer if that would help reduce on on that? I'm thinking airplanes to reduce the crazy people uh, trying to get out mid-flight. And then what about CHS, cannabinoid hypermesis syndrome? Okay, thank you for touching on that one and Good all of the other ones that you listed. So yes, um, for and on pets, they have an endocannabinoid system too. And you're right, THC is toxic for dogs. So um, yeah, like I have an inkling, I can't say because I haven't studied it, but I have an inkling that it also might, might be efficacious for animals, but I'm also going to get back to you on that one, um, for both the kids and the, and the animals. Um, but also, so EMR, like, uh, training emergency room visits, um, and are like, you know, providing this in emergency rooms, but also in ambulances and EMTs. I feel like anybody who has Narcan in their pocket should have undo. Period. Mm period. Prevent those people from ever getting to the hospital, right? Like stop, you know, so that I feel like is something is an area that I think we can really focus on and cannabis hyperemesis syndrome. Yes. So we, um, and this is something that I've talked to the founder about, they've been, 
field testing this product, so to speak, for years and seeing it it work. And it and we specifically ask in our our veteran study if somebody is experiencing cannabis hyperemesis syndrome to take it. I I think it will work, Um, but we had realized that um, we are not doing a specific study on CHS, but it can, because what it does is a smaller molecule than THC, it will interact with that CB1 receptor. And I I do think it might have a potential role to play in in mitigating CHS symptoms. Uh, I haven't studied it, but it's promising. When can we get it? When when is it going to be ready to go? It'll be ready by the end of the month. Um, oh. It'll be ready for distribution by the end of the month. Um, Fantastic. So, yeah. So our Dr. Research- McNabb, did you say number two was that if I take it, then it will be like the first time I've been high before? Is that kind of like sober October or dry January? It'll just reset my system? Yeah, yeah. Wow. It resets your it's almost 420, people. Yeah, <laughs> like it wipes it out over five days and resets your receptor. So you do have to be careful because some people you may not even really realize, and then you go back to consume and you're like, oh my goodness, I no, really I want to be a cheap date again. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. it's fine. <laughs> so uh, do you have to stop consuming for them five days that you no. No, okay. I was just making sure. I was like, I don't think I've ever stopped for five days in my life. Yeah, exactly. Sign- I don't want to either. And that Sign me up. This product I'm, is yeah. great. I'll <laughs> definitely try it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, All right. right. Hey, Dr. Mary McNabb, always a pleasure to hang out with you, uh, see you, talk to you. You're so passionate about the cause. When Undo comes out, please, you are welcome back to uh, talk about it and where people can get it and, and that sort of thing as well. If people want to get in touch with you, go ahead, give yourself a plug. How do you find Dr. Marion McNabb? Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I'll give, well, you can find me, you can go to canacenterofexcellence.org, um, find out all of our research studies data, what we've got going on. And we're going to be doing a comedy veterans fundraiser for iCount where we will have undo there. We're going to actually have some of the comedians probably try it on stage um, and it'll be at May 20th at the Off Cabot Theater in Beverly. And we have a buy a vet a ticket program. So if people want to sponsor and support that way, we're trying to offer free tickets for veterans, fill out as many veterans as we can. Um, and we do have sponsorship and booth table opportunities. Uh, the funding goes to help support scale up I Count for Veterans and share between Patriots Helping Vets and the Cannabis Center of Excellence um, to keep getting the word out and keep bringing on um, uh you know, further outreach and access for our veterans. Um, you can email me at Marion, M-A-R-I-O-N at canacenterofexcellence.org. And you can catch me on the local circuit in Massachusetts. Um, and I'll send you both Doug and Josh a, 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 a sample packet to try this out. There you go. I will, I will absolutely share it with them. Uh, even in Washington state, I'll pay for the postage. Okay. There you oh, go. Oh boy. Big spender. Thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> Dr. Mary McNabb, thank you so much for joining us. We've got a really special guest coming up next. I'm just going to leave it at that because when you meet and hear this guy's story, you're going to be like, whoa. So don't go away. Green Rush Live continues after this break. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Or don't. And I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, host of Casually Baked the Podcast. 
If you're curious to explore the highly responsible side of cannabis, farming, and legalization, I'm here to help lighten the stigma and build your canna confidence. Download episodes now of Casually Baked the Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And journey with me through the evolving cannabis culture and discover how and why people like you are adding cannabis to their wellness toolkit. It's time to get casually baked.